We're back for episode three of the Rivals Recap with the Reality Friends Podcast. Two friends who have never met in reality who still love to talk about reality TV shows. So much so, in fact, that we will talk about a decade-old challenge season uh, to an audience of just our grandmas, uh, if we had to. Yeah, My grandma, because... she actually stopped listening, Eric. She told me last week. Yeah. Damn it. We're down yeah. to zero. <laughs> oh, no, because yeah. mine's dead. Oh, bummer. Oh, no. <laughs> Joseph, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, poor Nana Eldridge. I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. No, that Eric. was her name. That was her name. That's what I called her. Oh, uh, no. It's, it's there, so weird. There, there, there we go. There's like a um, million different things to call your grandma. I feel like you really you hit the jackpot somewhere yeah. on that. Speaking of calling things by the right name, Eric, uh, last week we did not know what the name of that machine of construction machinery was called. And I looked it up uh, and it is there. Do you know what it's called, Eric? I, I thought I had it, but no, tell me. Tell me. They're, it's called a Caterpillar. Oh, is that? Is that that's not just some brand? That's, that's, a, that's the actual name of the thing? Yeah. You, are you positive? Because you don't sound super confident. Are you sure? Nope. Are you sure you didn't actually <laughs> just find the brand name? <laughs> uh, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> just when we couldn't get any worse. Don't worry. Uh, Next time on the Reality Friends podcast during the intro, <laughs> we will figure this out. Let's move on to the episode, though, Eric. That's so embarrassing for you. Oh, oh man. man. 10 yeah. out of 10. We have uh, clearly never worked a physical labor job in either of our lives. No, 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 no. My dad would be ashamed. <laughs> oh, I actually did landscaping, but I don't consider that physical labor the way the way I did that job. Uh, let's move on to the episode. Uh, yes, this was please. this was this was a good one. We got a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. We got a lot of different things going on in this episode. Huge fight. That ultimately is kind of a catalyst for a future win and a future season uh, between Wes and CT. This is like it. This is uh, kind of the genesis of that whole rivalry, which is awesome. Um, Mike almost sends himself to the hospital. Well, really, Leroy almost sends Mike to the hospital, I guess. (laughs) And we get get two strong teams go at it in elimination. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's not the elimination I would have picked personally. For these two teams, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, it was good. What, what did you think? I realized that this episode, that like this season, really had three of the strongest female teams of all time in Evelyn and Paula, Laurel and Cara, Teresa and Camilla. Like these have got to be some of the best female pairings of all time. Yeah, I mean, really strong, really strong. I think uh, you probably have to go into the next season of Rivals to start getting some similar level teams. Uh, yeah. Which I don't know if I can reel off off the top of my head, but I mean Emily Emily Schramm is on the season, so there you go. There's yeah. a, there's an insane team right there. Uh, yeah. What what about the rest of the episode? Uh, like I feel like there's so many so many uh, fun things happening here. Where do you even want to start? Um. Well, uh, we see that uh, they have this. They're having a pool party. Um, and, um, uh, we see Mike dress up as Tyler. <laughs> yep. He's, what he did does. you think of that costume? Uh, it's a, it's an effective costume. I think I, I, I think you really nailed some of the, the finer details of the costume. Um, it made me laugh and it made me admire Mike for his, uh, 
you know, his openness uh, about about himself, and he's got a positive uh, body image, I think, which which I really admire. I'm gonna try to try to remember that. Um, what do you think? Do you like the costume? I like the costume, but Eric, this is a strategy show. You know, we do like talking about the strategy every once in a while. So. Do you think this is like good for Mike? Is this like an Ian Terry from Big Brother where he's like trying to blend in with everyone else, like be the cool guy, be the life of the party so people don't want to send him in? Or is this Mike just being Mike? Uh, you know what? I think I think it's a great strategy on two levels. Okay, one is what you just said. Yes, he's he's got to make people like him and he's got to make people laugh if he wants a chance in the social game, which I think he does a really good job of this season. Um, I think this also is a really good strategy for when he hooks up with girls who watch the show. He's setting them up so that they're not going to be disappointed. You know, he's like saying it only gets better from here. Uh, with what what he's saying, uh, I believe on the show. Um, so I, I I applaud that decision. I think that's just that's smart. That's savvy. Yeah, I, I believe they censored Mike at one point too. There was like a black bar in front of the speedo for like a brief moment. Um, <laughs> also, too, at the pool party, we start to see the first shades of Wes's jealousy uh, towards CT and his relationship with Mandy because Wes says that Mandy is his number. Weird wording. He says it's she's his number one target as far as uh, females. Yeah. Yeah, sound less predatory next time, Wes, will you? <laughs> yeah, for the love of God. And Wes is very disappointed that uh, Mandy likes uh, CT. Yeah, not a great look overall, I don't think. Um, did, help me out, though. Was there any kind of a backstory between Wes and Mandy? Like, uh, you're well, the challenge historian. They were partners on the Fresh Meat 2 season. I don't remember if like right. they got... I don't think they ever did get romantic that season from my memory. I think he was more so in with Teresa on that season. Um, but maybe there's something I'm misremembering. And then they ultimately go on to be partners on uh, Battle of the Exes, uh, where they are there very uh, promptly. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah, that's what I wasn't sure about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, this is like a recurring theme for the whole season. Uh, every everything Wes talks about is is related to CT in one way or another, isn't it? It's either CT is a competitor that he wants to get rid of, or Mandy's uh, flirting with CT and he doesn't like that. Uh, Wes is just fixated on CT like completely, right? Like why? Why, why is he so utterly obsessed with? Or, or do you think it's like the editing, a little bit? Uh no, I think I think it's I think it's a real thing. I do too. We get, I do too. We get to a scene later where uh, that it elaborates on it a little bit more, but uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's very genuine with Wes. I don't think it's the editors doing him dirty. Yeah, I mean he did say these things, right? That's what we always got to come back to. Uh, what, what do you think of his his uh, talk with Mandy? Like he, he keeps really pushing hard for her to stay away from CT. Uh, is this bad for his game? It feels like, like he's not saying like, this in a great way. Like, do you mean like game as far as like romantic game? Like he's spinning oh, yeah. game or do you mean uh, strategy game? I, I meant mean, the strategy game, which uh, that's where my mind's usually at. Um, I mean, so let's I talk guess, about that. I guess the better, the better you can... You want to get everyone to go against CT, right? And, and we kind of see it throughout the season where everyone's just like... Oh, have you? Did you see what he did? He's such an animal, and it's like, yes, in the past, CT was an animal, but like on this season, seemingly he hasn't really done anything that we've seen yet to warrant all of this like alignment of his character. 
Yeah, I think this season was probably really good for reinstating CT and building back uh, a lot of a lot of positive feelings towards him because of that exact reason, right? Everyone is coming after him left and right and talking about what an absolute terrible human being he is. But yeah. we're like seeing that juxtaposed with him doing nothing on the show except be the underdog, which is great for his uh, capital, right? Yeah. As as a as a TV personality, everyone loves the underdog. And he's also not doing anything bad. And he's even talking about how, like, a past version of himself would have, you know, popped off and punched Wes. And it's not yeah. going to happen this time around. So, right, yeah. uh, this is like the beginning of the CT growth arc. And he ends up looking, uh, I think, a lot better than Wes uh, after this. Although, Wes does get some funny lines in and he does throw his, um, his bed into the pool, which is just hilarious, uh, yeah. I think. Now, if you want to talk, like, you're talking about how, like, Wes might be getting, like, a bad edit. Maybe CT's also no, by no, inverse. I, I don't think that. I don't think that. Yeah, but but I think that this might be true, that CT might be getting the opposite, where he's maybe getting a very good edit. And they're, yeah. and they're trying to move this narrative along of, like, a redemption arc. And maybe these things people are complaining about are more founded than it seems. It's possible. Yeah, I guess. We're, I don't really know. I don't know what's happening behind the yeah. scenes here. Or they could yeah. just be talking about his past, or any, uh, you know, who knows. This fight yeah. between CT and West, though, is I think a really funny one because, like, just to get into the details a little bit more, yeah, uh, they're talking about the game, and CT's asking West, like, "Hey, like, are you gonna put me in?" And uh, West is just like, "Yeah, every chance I get." Yeah, uh, <laughs> he talks so matter-of-factly, and he's just like, "Yeah, no, I I need to get you out of here. I'm gonna spend the whole game trying to get you out." And, yeah this might be one of my favorite moments in challenge history like upon watching like this back like this whole scene was awesome sorry go ahead no it's so funny it's so funny because this whole time ct well ct takes this personally and it kind of seems like he's playing up this fight if anything and he's just like screaming and yelling at wes who's just looks so bored and like he just doesn't want to be there (laughs) yeah it's so it's such a non-reaction by wes it's actually it's so funny yeah. My favorite part of part of this is where it gets started, which is like at first they're kind of like calm and talking, like they're talking shit, but it's like it hasn't really gone to that level yet. And then at one point, Wes and I, if he had a time machine, I'm sure he wishes he wouldn't have said this. He go, he looks at the TV, he's like, "I intimidate you, don't I?" <laughs> <laughs> And this really set CT off. That's when he really is going into the, I will eat your face off. I will kill you. <laughs> like, yeah. All those classic CT-isms. <laughs> my favorite line from Wes in this was after CT is like, what, you want to you take money from me? You want to take bread off my family's table? And Wes is very calm and goes, I'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that very much. <laughs> I, I took note of that line too. That was, that was the best one. Yeah. <laughs> and he's up trying to figure out how to end it. He's like, uh, yeah. can, can, I, can I go to bed? Can I just go to yeah. bed now? And how, this do I, all, how do I deal with this? <laughs> and this all just circles from Wes telling the truth, which is like, hey, man, you got this Achilles heel in Adam, this 140-pound chicken wing, as you call it. And every time that you guys lose, I'm going to send you in. Like, he wasn't being devious. He wasn't, you know, he was being forthright with him, at least. No. This reminds me of something that Wes just posted on, uh, I believe, Twitter, uh, where he makes the distinction uh, that people often get him wrong, Joseph. People, people get it twisted. They think that Wes is a venomous player in the game. But he says no. Venomous means... You, you go after someone and you bite them and you poison them. He thinks he's poisonous. 
The difference, do you, do you want to you know what the difference is? What's the difference between venomous and poisonous? No, this I don't. You, you sure you don't want to try to redeem yourself for the whole caterpillar thing? I, I would imagine venomous is like kill and poisonous is just like ails you. No, it's not really the lethality. It's uh, he, th- he thinks that when he poisons people, <laughs> it's, it's in self-defense. But good guess, good guess though. That's uh, yeah, 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 improvement. No, he's saying that like he'll he'll uh, he'll kill people. He'll he'll poison people. He'll hurt people in a game, game wise. But only if people come after him. And I guess his point is that you know he he thinks he's playing a much more straight up game than he gets credit for. I, I believe. And I gotta be honest, I can kind of see it. I, I kind of feel like he does like to get his group together and stick with that group and go to the end of the game and yeah. uh, kind of hurt everyone outside of that group of people that he puts yeah. his trust into. What do you think? Well, let's look back at some of his other games too. Like you look at the ruins, he goes out and tells the veterans right away, hey, I'm gonna throw every mission. Where if you wanted to be smart about it, maybe you would just throw it and not tell them. But Wes just maybe can't help himself. But uh, And part of it might be an ego thing, too, where he just wants to tell people what he's going to do, like, at all times. And, you know, kind of, hey, what are you going to do about it type of attitude. Uh, but Yeah, make good TV and all that, like, yeah. maybe, too. Which he is. He's great TV. And this whole sequence with him and CT is just, uh, I think, both of them at their finest, actually. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> My top priority, Eric, is to fuck you up. <laughs> Can I can I go? Uh, yeah. Can I can I go? How do I get out of this? Can I end this podcast? What do, do, what did you think about Wes uh, throwing CT's bed? Uh, how much money would somebody have to pay you, Eric, to throw CT's bed into a, a swimming pool? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. However, however much a funeral plus life insurance costs, like uh, it's probably not happening. Uh, the best part about it though is it's if he did this in some kind of big blow up fight, I think it would look more childish, and I feel like he gets away with this because. He just doesn't react in any other way. He's like so clearly the one trying to just get out of the situation that to me it becomes funny when he's like, "All right, I'm gonna chuck your bed out." And his confessional going along with it too is funny, where he's uh, saying, uh, "I'm not about to sleep next to this guy." <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so therefore, obviously, the course of action is to throw his bed into the pool from the balcony. <laughs> Makes sense. And then. And then, and then they go upstairs, and uh, CT's like, Who's scared of you now? Who's scared of you now? And Wes, uh, he looks kind of scared to me. <laughs> he, did, he did not look uh, particularly brave in that moment. I, he looked on guard. I think he was right. And very rightfully so. Uh, yeah. This, this could have been like the third straight season that CT took a sucker punch at someone. So uh, yeah. if, you're, if anyone thinks that they would not be on guard uh, in that situation, then you're a liar. Because... I- that's insane. And and I also think that, like, and I don't know if Wes would ever admit to this, but I think CT calls it out correctly in a confessional where he's like, I really, like, Wes is trying to get me to hit him. And I think you saying Wes was on guard might be the perfect description because maybe Wes was on guard. Maybe he did think this guy's going to punch me and then he's out of the fucking game. Yeah. I, I bet the thought at least crossed his mind. Yeah. I mean, especially time. once you throw the bed. Like, you yeah. know, like everything before was fine, but once you do that, you gotta think CT's gonna hit you. He's hit people for less than that. Like, like, way less. Yeah, way less. <laughs> Almost nothing, you might yeah. say. Uh, he asked Nehemiah, Nehemiah, what should I do? And Nehemiah tells him to lay down. I would lay down if I were you. 
<laughs> until Wes lays down. <laughs> the possum strategy. And it works. Good job, Nehemiah. Good yeah. contribution. What a good friend. What a good friend. Yeah. Looking out for Wes's health. Um, the conversation in the morning was pretty funny, too. <laughs> All right. Let's hear it. What, what, what did you find to be funny about the morning conversation? <laughs> that, uh, that, that was, uh, Wes was like, look, man, I was just being honest with you. And CT's like, what, you want to be friends now? And Wes is like, I'm not trying to be friends. <laughs> The two are not on the same page. They're not on the same page at all here. (laughs) That was it. Moving on to the challenge. It's called uh, Sink or Swim. S-Y-N-C. Which is, uh, I would say, one of the best titles uh, I've ever seen. uh, I think it it works. It's a little clever. Good job, MTV. Yeah, I guess it does. Staring at me in silence makes me think that you don't agree. I mean, it's a pretty generic phrase, but I guess when you apply it to the challenge, it, it is pretty appropriate. I mean, it works on two levels, right? Uh, that's a lot more than you could say for a lot of their other titles for their dailies. So yeah. I, I think I think they've hurdled the bar that they've set for themselves and then some. Good job. Yeah. So they have these I should boxes. Rank these. I should rank these. I'm going to give that a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. 9? Oh, yeah. okay. Um, Well, they they have these uh, boxes that are filled with a thousand pounds worth of sand and they have to unload it off their thing, which will rise them up to a bar that they must jump onto with a zip line that they must jump onto with their partner. And then wherever they land, they must swim the rest of the way. Whoever gets their fastest wins. I'm sorry. What do you say? Do you they have to get onto the bar uh, or did you say they have to jump onto the bar oh i'm very sorry i don't mean to confuse any of the contestants yes you have to jump onto the bar because <laughs> uh i know tj was very clear on this uh i wasn't sure if you were but no you did say jump too and uh this is gonna be a this is gonna be a problem for laurel the <laughs> conniving laurel who's always trying to find a way out outside the rules of the game which i applaud yeah. but she's not so good at listening is she let me ask you though something though, Eric. This crossed my mind while I was watching this challenge because when TJ's announcing the rules, the part where he says, hey, you can't grab the bar, that is an infamous TJ voiceover if I've yeah. ever heard if I've ever heard one. Do you think that maybe uh, TJ didn't explain the rules as clearly in the moment and that's why Laurel is confused? Are, are we gonna give Laurel some benefit of the doubt here? You know, uh, I I gotta admit, uh, there's there's always a chance of that, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there could be a lot of reasons why yeah. they had to go with the classic TJ dub, right? Uh, maybe they just wanted to simplify what he said. He could have fumbled over the line. He could yeah. have like not quite caught some great audio, like whatever. You never know, but yeah, yeah, definitely a chance. Well- We'll, we'll get it. I mean, uh, Laurel still uh, has some stupidity to own. Uh, we'll get into that. But before the challenge, uh, Adam and CT have to pick the order of the teams. And Adam says, oh, I'm not going to put Kenny first. Kenny's my boy. You know that. And CT quickly acquiesces, doesn't even argue it. And I thought this was actually kind of bizarre. And if somebody wanted to say, like, hey, CT hasn't changed... This, to me, is evidence of the change because I feel like past CT would have been like, I would have been like, Adam, are you fucking stupid? Like, they're trying to get rid of us. Like, I get he's your friend, but he's trying to get rid of you and he expects you to be cool about it. Like, it works both ways. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, this is like evidence. You've unearthed evidence. This is uh, kind of proof. 
it's yeah. kind of impre- kind of impressive uh, resolve or like team team work uh, CT. But he's always been a pretty good team player. I feel like when he when he has the team, um, he's working real hard with Adam. Uh, I, I guess in the past season he had uh, a rough patch with Big T. Now that I think about it, but usually he's a uh, you know a pretty good team player. I think, and we see a good evidence of that here. And even then, with the uh, big T thing, the reason it felt that she felt so slighted was because he was such a good partner at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and, and they had a really good run, you know. And he was he was working hard at that, and he, he he made the selfish move at one point, but you know they they got past it. So yeah, I guess this doesn't surprise me too much, but it's nice to see he, he's not like a bully when he is a teammate. Uh, it doesn't yeah. seem like. Yeah. So uh, some highlights: uh, the Laurel thing. The thing about it that doesn't make sense to me is, like, she saw teams go before her. Like, don't you think that if everyone could have done that, they would have done that? Like, <laughs> like... <laughs> she, you know, she thought she was thinking outside the box. I get that. And uh, I guess we won't know for sure yeah. if it was clearly outlined in the rules. Although I, I will add that I believe it was Johnny, if I'm remembering correctly, who said uh, that in a confessional that TJ clearly explained the rules. Um, do you think that that's actually what happened, or do you think the producers were like, "Hey, Johnny, we're gonna we're gonna uh, really help you out in, in the final of this season if you uh, if you <laughs> and, this. And, and we will bring you on for every future season if you just go along with this one lie right here. We'll get you. We'll buy. We'll get you twenty seasons of the show, guaranteed. Yeah, he's probably like, um, "Fucking deal." Yeah, sign <laughs> sign bad. me up. Yeah. Yes. Um, we see uh, Mike and Leroy go. This is a notable uh, run. Uh, Mike falls in the water as they jump off, and Leroy falls directly on top of him. And Mike uh, makes the noise of uh, what I can only call a dying mammal of some sort, like uh, maybe maybe like a, a dolphin or something like that. Like he he sounded horrible. This would happen to Mike. Poor Mike. Poor guy. <laughs> he was coughing up blood, Eric. Dude, I know that looked gnarly. I would be terrified, man. I'm, I'm a, yeah. uh, I'd be very scared for myself if I was coughing up blood. I'd be like, uh, this could be the end. This could be yeah. the end. I think Leroy's uh, knee, Captain Falconed me straight through my sternum and this uh, punctured my lungs somehow. Uh, and he kicked me in the balls. That too. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good delivery of Leroy. <laughs> Leroy's, Leroy's funny. Uh, yeah, and then this was adorable. Mike's like, can Lee come with me? <laughs> uh, and he does. He goes with him. <laughs> it's like, uh, Mike, focus on breathing right now, okay? <laughs> yeah. But he does. And the the fact that they allow that, that's cool. That's, that's a cool move. Appreciate that. Yeah. This yeah. is again. This is just so nice to have one team of actual friends in this sea of rivals. It's, it creates a nice contrast between their team and, and the other teams. Especially these guys. They're just uh, they're too sweet. Uh, Evan and Nehemiah go, and Evan won't jump. And Nehemiah says in confessional, "What happened to the Evan who's won all these challenges?" And uh, it's a good question, Eric. Yeah, this was one of my first seasons. I went back and watched. Um, and I gotta say, Evan did not make a super strong impression on me. I kind of wasn't really aware of who he was, and until I watched older seasons, and and now I can see it. I see like the original Evan, but he's he's not winning too many challenges this season, is he? Yeah. He's not really making any waves. 
Yeah, but it seems like when he watches Adam and CT's performance, they do really good. They're like pretty much the only team that I can remember who actually held on to the bar for a substantial amount of time, and they kill it. And Evan says, "Oh, we have a problem. Like this is a problem. These two are like performing really good together, despite their past, (laughs) or maybe because of it too. Because they've been so, you know, they've always been around each other. I mean, they've on the same real world season together." And he says it exactly how I would, too. He's like, it is beyond me how these two guys who legitimately hate each other keep winning week in yeah. and week out. Joseph, how are they doing it? It's, it's yeah. like not even like they're a powerhouse team. Like Wes and Kenny, I would get yeah. it. Even, I don't care how much I hate each other. They're, they're just a great team. How yeah. is CT winning with Adam as his partner every week? It's crazy. I think Adam is underrated. I don't think Adam's bad. I probably, think Ad- yeah, I, probably I, in the dailies. Yeah, I think at the dailies and stuff like that, like obviously he's going to be bad at most eliminations. Though I will say he beat the uh, legendary Danny Jameson in uh, (laughs) Beach Brawl on Gauntlet 3. I stand corrected. And one of Danny's uh, worst showings on the challenge, (laughs) in my opinion. (laughs) Maybe his worst, actually, but no need to get into that. Um, So I I do think Adam is slightly underrated. He seems coordinated. He's fast. He's athletic enough. I, I don't think he's... He is 140 pounds, as CT pointed out, but he's not unathletic, at least from what I've seen throughout the seasons. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Got to give yeah. credit to As much Adam. as we don't like Adam <laughs> King, uh, yeah, this is, uh, that's, you know, I don't think he was as bad at the dailies as some people might say. And so, yeah, that that's worrisome to the other teams. Yeah. Uh, and it comes down to Camilla Teresa versus Evelyn and Paula. And to the surprise of literally nobody, Evelyn and Paula once again take it down. Yeah, yeah. This uh, All is right in the world here. This makes sense. Uh, anytime they don't win a daily, it's uh, a little disappointing to me. I just think Evelyn should win every time she does anything, basically. Yeah. Um, we see... Uh, oh, can I add to yeah. it? Pa- Paula is really good, too. She's good at like endurance, uh, I-, I believe. Really good, if I remember she's correctly. Very good. She's very good at endurance, yeah. Runner, swimmer, all that stuff. So uh, this is incredibly unsurprising. Paula's fearless, too. Like, I don't think she... I think she goes into everything, like, trying her best. Seemingly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Glad she got the dub here. Okay. Yeah. We like but, it. Um, Mike is alive, Eric. We like that. We like do. seeing yeah. Mike being fine. Laurel says that she really is glad to see Mike back in the house because she just wants to see him get laid. And uh, we're seeing the Paula and Mike uh, budding romance kind of bloom in front of our eyes. And it's, uh, yes. it's pleasant to see. It, it is pleasant. Yeah. It's just so nice, isn't it? Yeah. Just seeing Paula compliment Mike, talk about how funny he is. Uh, it just warms the heart. Right? Yeah. Paula's funny, too. It's a funny She's couple. very funny. Yeah. yeah. Very funny. Paula might actually be one of the funniest people who, who's ever been on the show. As far as, like, confessionals go, oh, like, she, she's she's pretty solid on this season, especially. She's a master. Confessional yeah. master, for sure. Yeah. Spe- speaking of masters, we see Evan in the room trying to be the master politician of everything that's going on. He's saying, hey, let's just send in the rookie girls because some of the girls are close to Teresa and Camilla don't want to shake anything up. Uh, Camilla comes into the room and everybody obviously reassures her and they're not lying, you know, at the time in their minds, they think they're telling the truth. Uh, but the actual, uh, master politician, Paula has other plans, Eric. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, Teresa for her master plan of uh, pretending to give up and then not giving up. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I didn't hate this plan. I didn't hate it. Uh-huh. I, I, yeah, I, like, I, and the only thing I'll say about it is, like, it's one of those plans where, like, if they don't believe you, then it's, like, stupid. Then you look, like, dumb, and then it's, like, a dumb plan. But it seemed like everyone believed them, and they and they did lull them into a false sense of security. Now, did it pay any dividend in the actual elimination? No, um, but and, it was worth a where, shot. That's where I don't understand the plan too much. It's like, what, what do you really gain uh, by this? That's that's where I'm just not seeing it. I'm not. Uh, you know, if I were at a meeting with them, I'd say like, uh, let me let me hear it again. Can you pitch this a different way? Uh, I'm not quite getting the benefits of this. You're gonna go to the elimination. You're gonna not quit, and then Laurel is gonna shrug and then stomp your face. Like that's that's what's gonna happen, and that's what did happen. But uh, they had fun. They had fun with it. Uh, but yeah. no, going back to your original. Point, I mean, they need they need some type of edge against her. Like I mean, Eric. I mean, they need to they need to try to pull something out of their ass. Yeah, not against trying this at all. I just, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I thought I liked, mastermind. I appreciated the funny. commitment, the commitment to like a plan that other people would be like, I'm going to look fucking ridiculous. Like, I don't want to try this. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, definitely. So definitely like I, that. I appreciated it from that level as for well. For sure. For sure. Uh, they went hard and, and they tricked people. So that's cool. Yeah. Good for them. But Paula but, does really mastermind this, uh, this, this decision here, doesn't she? Yeah, she she tells uh, the girls and the boys, hey, look, uh, Teresa and Camille are a very strong team together. Even though at that point they were still kind of unknown quantities, I think they both had only done really one or two seasons before this. But everyone could already tell they're very strong. This is our best shot to get rid of Laurel and Kara, which... Once again, like, this was, like, a good matchup. Like, going back yep. to the Robin and Anissa versus Evan Paula, this was another good matchup if you're trying to get rid of a strong team. Yeah, Paula's not wrong, right? She's, yeah. uh, she, this is a, this is a fantastic move. This is, like, a just really good episode for Paula all, all yeah. in all. Uh, I think these are types of moves where often you just can't see, like, the impact that it actually had. Uh, but we do know that Paula does go on to win the season. Uh, Teresa and Camilla do not. Uh, could they have actually won it? You know, like maybe. Uh, yeah. I'd be scared of Teresa and Camilla in a final for sure. So the fact that you got one of them and Laurel and Car in there uh, out at this point, and I think no matter who stays, like they're still going to be the bigger target than Paula and Evelyn. Um, they have such a strong alliance uh, because of the nature of the rivals and the fact that everyone's interconnected. I think this is brilliant, and she was right to push for it. And good job, Paula. Yeah, yeah, this was a good move from Paula. I I also thought it was interesting that like Teresa and Camilla hate the other team, who they really should be trying to work with, right? In uh, John A and Jasmine, like Teresa and Camilla should be working with John A and Jasmine. And shows to John and Jasmine, but they hate each other so much that they really can't see past the trees on this one. Yeah, is there any hope of a of a alliance coming up to unseat this like massive men and women? Honestly, like, there really alliance? was. There really was when you break it down. Like when you look at the numbers and you think of like, okay, Ty and Brandon aren't really in anything. 
I guess Sarah probably thinks she's with Kenny. But then you had Davis and Tyree. You had Anissa and Robin. Like, there was a chance, but all these people would have had to figure that out very early. Yeah. Uh, w- which they should have. Um, but I will say, we kind of talked at the, the beginning of the podcast, like during one of the first episodes, about how this, this season's kind of straightforward. But we did see here that, like, Paula kind of made a move counterintuitive to what Laurel and Cara wanted. Yeah, no, there's, there's still some intrigue, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you're right. I think that the resistance needed to form instantly, and then the window basically closed. But at the same yeah. time, uh, we see the relationships between all these players. You could take a look at the teams and think, like, okay, there's J.E.K., and Paula, and now on top of that, you got West with Kenny, you know, for instance, mm-hmm. and with West comes like Nehemiah, probably, who's yeah. with, well, definitely, who's with Evan. So, like, and you start like adding up the numbers, it should be pretty obvious, right? Or it should have been, or could have been. Yeah. Yeah. This was I- like, well, lock. Going back to the first episode, I really think that John A and Jasmine and those other girl teams should have taken fate into their own hands and should have voted in Kara and Laurel. Like, that is really what should have happened. They shouldn't have tried to appease Laurel. They should have just got all gathered and gone against her, and then that's what should have happened. I mean... Yeah, easy to yeah. say in retrospect and all that. Yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah that would have been yeah. would have been cool to see. But, it, yeah. but I can only imagine how hard it would be to get so many different people who have no relationships, who, who in fact, are about to start fighting... Yeah, uh, all, all on the same page for a vote. It's like, yeah, good luck. Good luck to whoever is attempting that impossible mission. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just not happening. Easy, easier said than done, but from yeah. what we saw, it did not even, wasn't even attempted. Uh, and yeah. and, and uh, Teresa and uh, Camilla get voted in uh, once Polly gives her little speech at the uh, deliberation. And yeah, they try to, uh, Teresa tries to do this whole quitting charade like part of me wonders too if like maybe at first they meant it like they were actually gonna quit and then they decided later on like okay we're gonna stay but we're just gonna keep up with this like whole charade we've already created uh because teresa sounded genuinely upset like after the uh everything and maybe she was and she was just using that but i don't know yeah maybe it was that i don't know yeah. Ooh, theories, yeah. theories. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? We, we see more of Wes uh, bashing CT to Mandy, saying that he's one of the worst human beings uh, ever. Um, and uh, Mandy says that Wes is just mad because CT smokes him and everything they do. Uh, and then CT kind of lets us into his strategy. This was really interesting of like, this, Wes is kind of right. <laughs> like, he is purposely luring in Mandy throwing flirt bait out with other girls to try to weaken their alliance. It's a great card that he's got and he's playing it. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of working. It's kind of working, which is is a good story. You know, it makes for, makes for a little bit of interest, uh, through what might otherwise have been a pretty boring patch of the season. I mean, man, like CT is just a incredible personality on TV. He commands attention wherever he goes. Yeah. Right before the, Right before the elimination, we see Laurel and Kara have a discussion, or actually they don't, and that's like kind of the issue is that Laurel won't Laurel won't talk to Kara. Like even at the deliberation, like she wouldn't tell her like who she wanted to go in, even. And I was just like, Laurel, WTF? Like what are you doing? Laurel does so many things, or it's like uh, just what do you, what do you, 
what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, she's she's not she doesn't have that soft touch with her alliances in the game, you know? Yeah. Like some people are very deft with how they talk with and handle people and uh, Laurel, Laurel makes enemies a little too easily, I think. <laughs> she rolls with an iron fist, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I have to say her uh, performance at the challenge, her little mishap there during the daily, was very reminiscent of her elimination versus Ninja. Uh, yeah. I, needed, I yeah. needed to point that out where she was, just, was oblivious to the actual rules. And uh, this is not, I guess that wasn't the first time Laurel's been done in by the rules, by the stinking rules. Right, yeah, there's like a little bit of a trend, maybe a baby trend there. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I knew that that wasn't the only time and I couldn't place it, like what, <laughs> what was the other similar situation. That was it. Yeah. So, see yeah, some trends she emerging here. Yeah, she didn't lose, Eric. She just lost because of a bunch of stupid rules. Yep. Yeah, um, where, where have we heard that before? Uh, <laughs> deep cut for any Survivor fans yeah, out there. Yeah, thank, thank you for picking up on that, <laughs> yeah, Eric. Yeah, um, no problem. The, the elimination is called a Door Jam. And big reveal, Eric, Teresa and Camilla weren't quitting after all, and it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah, so let's get to the elimination. Um, how's it work? <laughs> uh, so basically, uh, there's a bunch of, it's like a guess who, <laughs> like like that setup where like the tiles like turn uh, on you. There's all these different tiles, and you have to flip them over on this wall, and they have these different logos for the season on them and whichever team has the most logos facing in their direction wins so it's like an endurance speed type of challenge yeah can can you flip more of the tiles to your opponent's side in five minutes or however long it was than than they can to you right yeah and for a while it it looks like camilla and teresa i thought so too i thought so too actually like um, yeah, it went back and forth a little bit, but like they looked really good at one point. I don't know how they lost that lead that they had. There was that one Seemingly. point where Kara had a confessional, and she's like, "And that's when I picked it up," or like something like that. Like she said, she sped up, and if like the camera showing her was in real time, like Kara was like speeding through it, like she really was like just killing it through it. Like I was, I was pretty impressed. I also think that maybe they had an advantage that Laurel's a little bit taller and probably could have turned those uh, ones near the top a little bit more easy where Camille and Teresa would have probably had to jump. Teresa's, I guess, a little bit tall, but she's not as tall as Laurel. Yeah, I thought about that too. Height seems like it'd be a little bit of an advantage. Uh, or maybe ideally you want one really tall and one really short person. Right, you know, that's what I was thinking too. Be, they were a good great. dynamic, which I guess Teresa and Camille are too, but one slightly taller, I guess. Yeah, um, there, they didn't really come close. Like, which I was surprised with. Ultimately, no. Although, I mean, if they, if they just flipped like four more, that actually closes the the gap by eight, right? So, uh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not like you know, that that big of a gap. It's really like half as many tiles as whatever. Because what what is the actual number? I think it was like was it twenty six to nineteen to nineteen? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah. so uh, four would have done it. Yeah, so they were off by four. Um, yeah, was there is there any strategy that you could think of? Because I was scratching my head thinking like, okay, if I was out here, what would I do? Uh, I would I would I just don't know what to just, do besides go fast. I would just I would segment it out and just make sure me and my partner only do a certain section, and that we don't we both don't just like run across and because I think you're just expend more energy doing that. It's better if we all just focus on like our 
this is your half, that's my half, we'll just do that. And it yeah. didn't seem like they were doing that from what I saw, at least. What if the two of you focus on, like, a little more than half of the board, and you just completely give up on the other half of the board, right? Oh. Uh, and then, right before the end, one of you just sprints over to the other side and starts flipping all the tiles. I actually don't <laughs> think that's a bad that. idea, actually. I think that's actually a pretty good strategy. Oh, really? I think it's a terrible idea. I think, uh, I, think if uh, you, I can if see you it going a, wrong. If you had, like, a one section where it was, like, if you're just going to completely ignore it because you're like mathematically speaking, they can't even beat us and we'll just focus on like this one. It's a risky strategy, but I don't think it's necessarily bad. But then what happens is then they flip over the tiles in the other section, like unopposed, I guess. Right. And then come back and start chipping away at your tiles. And then I think you're in a little bit of trouble at that point. Yeah. Maybe it's all about the timing, you know, like when, when do you, when you, if you can know, if you can just know like when time is going to be called, when you have like 20 seconds left or whatever, maybe you can just leave this patch where like you just leave it totally unopposed and they feel good about it. They're working on the sections where like they can see other tiles and then you like smash a bunch of tiles, make them spin like crazy and like sprint over there <laughs> and just start flipping all those. Like, uh, yeah, no, I have, I have nothing. I have nothing. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is terrible. Let's yeah. move on. Um, yeah, it's a good thing we're not. Cut it out. Yeah, good thing uh, we're not on this show. Um, I want to try to think of something, you know, but I just can't. If uh, I would love to hear if there's an actual strategy to this game. Eric, how do you think the producers decided to wrap up this episode? What 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 clip did would they show? Ooh, it's a good question. Good question. Uh, Which player do I think that they featured? At the end of the episode, to tease the next one, which player is the center of everything? <laughs> um, gonna have to go with uh, John A. Oh, John A. Very interesting. Um, uh, no, Eric, it's not John A. It's oh, CT. Okay. Oh, yeah. CT. You're so, oh. you're so silly. Oh, this man. time what? in Mandy. It's the CT in Mandy. What show. a dumbass. Uh, once again, Eric, everybody is talking about CT. Yeah, everyone's talking about CT and how much they need to get rid of him. And this is the first time we see a hint of this idea that Evans kind of had before, right? Like in the duel, he kind of had like a similar thing where he's like, hey, I don't want it. For some reason, he's very scared of CT in the final, but not in the elimination, which maybe should be the opposite, actually. Maybe he should be more confident in his final abilities uh, and less confident in his eliminations against CT, as we see. Um, but uh, he thinks he can I, take I don't know. C- I don't know. Wait, I, I just want to say, I think that uh, history and time have, maybe proven Evan correct because CT has been crushing finals late into his challenge career. And if you get him in an elimination, he's gone out in some incredibly fluky ways, uh, ripping the carabiner, uh, just losing to Jay that one time. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he, he may actually be super scary in a final. I, I kind of give Evan a little credit for recognizing how much he, he does not want to go against CT in a final. I'm not saying CT is not a beast, but like finals, like Evans also, uh, like not then, uh, you know what I mean, uh, this season, but like back when he was doing it with the duel, like he, he definitely, I feel like could have beaten CT in a final. It would have been close probably, but I don't necessarily see it like so one-sided like he does. Like, I don't think like, oh yes, he could obviously beat him in an elimination 
and clearly he loses in a final. I don't uh, against him. I don't think it's that clear one way or the other. I think they're pretty evenly matched through the prime of their careers. They're both pretty evenly matched, I'd say. One thing that we're not talking about, though, is the the fact that CT has Adam attached to him. I think that they're seeing that as a better opportunity uh, yeah. where they can take him out in elimination because it's not just CT now. It's CT and Adam versus yeah. like two bigger, stronger guys as opposed to a final where Adam is going to be a much bigger asset, right? Like for all the reasons we talked about earlier, it's like... CT and Adam together in a final, I'd be I'd be scared of them. I think that they're both uh, probably really capable of doing our, well in a final. Our current uh, Evan and Nehemiah, though, the best iteration is, is that the best matchup to take them out. Like I would think that Johnny or Tyler or Evan and uh, or I'm sorry, Kenny and Wes, that's got to be a better matchup with the way Evan's looking nowadays. I would think so too. I I don't know why Evan is volunteering for this role, yeah. Uh, in Operation D Day, the only thing that they keep talking about is I think the size. Evan's just a really tall, big guy, right? Uh, yeah. So I think that yeah. that is why they thought he could like try to match up with CT, and then Nehemiah could murder Adam probably. Yeah. So I think that I, was the plan. Yeah, and there's also I think some some other uh, reasons from like behind the scenes stuff. Like uh, maybe Evan didn't necessarily want to be there as much, but we'll probably get into that once uh, that actually happens. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So that's that's what's gonna lead us into uh, another episode, more CT drama, and again, Mandy is involved too. And they're just gonna keep talking about this. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, gonna continue throughout the season. Uh, this was a great episode, Eric. I really thought this was fun. I forgot how much I love that CT and West moment, and uh, it really is. Uh, it's it's just great stuff. We got an all time classic CT and West fight in this one. It was great. It was funny, and I'm excited to see what the rest of the season has in store. Cause I haven't watched this in a long time. I don't remember any of the details, so I'm sure we're gonna uncover some some more great challenge moments uh, and talk about it next on the podcast. So. Uh, good some, job. Some uh, hidden gems along the way, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully you can uh, uncover them in your caterpillar. <laughs> oh, no. uh, oh, man. Uh, well, signing off now. Uh, hey, guys, leave us a review if you can. Uh, maybe you can tell me what the name of that effing thing is called. <laughs> and, and, and uh, yeah, l- tell us uh, what you like, what you didn't like, all that good stuff. Subscribe. And, uh, yeah, this has been another episode of the Reality Friends Podcast. I'm Joseph. That's Eric. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Just, for I thought it would be hang- funny if I just didn't say anything there. I thought... <laughs> Thank you for hanging me dry again, Eric. Uh, was that funny or was that just me? Uh, it was funny for me, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, let, us know, let us know thanks. in the comments if that was funny. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> don't. Now, now I'm embarrassed. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. See ya.